You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I want to talk about programming. And, and really what I want to talk about is writing your programs down, writing them out, practice putting them down on paper or putting them down in your phone or computer, which is what I do is I'm writing them out. And why writing things out is so important, particularly when it comes to programming. So I'll start it with this. A few years ago, I worked for an athletic performance facility. And what they would do is they, they had three ring binders. And what the coaches would do, it was like a plug and play. Here is your list. Here's what you do as you program your athlete. It, it's all written out. It's all written out. Now, individualization is kind of not there, but the design of the program based off of what you want your athletes to do, that was all written out, clearly placed, very focused. And so let me explain what it was used to and how it looked, uh, what it looked like. So if you wanted to focus on speed, then there was the speed focused area in the three ring binder. And then they would move on. This is the resistance training. And then you could go into lateral and frontal plane focus. And then you could get into jump performance. And this athletic performance company had binder after binder with hundreds of workouts written out. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Now, you can shift it. What happens is you take it with the individual and you say, this is the programming to help advance people along the path of increasing their athletic performance. And then you alter it and tweak it for the individual. Uh, I started programming out in general templates so I could use the NASM uh, Edge app. And I started working on the NASM Edge app. And through that, I wanted to put it into the system. But as I was putting the exercises in, it was hard for me to go and do that based off of the app itself. So I just, I moved the app aside and I went in and I just wrote out exercise program after exercise program. Let me see what it looks like. Let me go through all the advancements that would take place. So here are some of the things that I found as it would go through and I would take, here's my core, my balance, my um, plyos, some cardio, the resistance training, maybe some cardio again at the end. I sort of writing it all out. And then the next workout, I could see what I did and I could create micro progressions in each one of them. And I could create variety. I could look at it and say, well, if I keep doing this, then I'm going to get better at, at doing this particular thing. But if I keep doing it for too long, then I'm going to have people getting bored of following this because there may not be enough variety. So let me create the variety that I need. All of this stuff's going through my head and I'm using my creativity and I'm using my progressions and I'm watching it all play out. So I'm writing it all out. And through writing it out, here's some of the things that, that I've found. And this is you know, write it out, even though you know that things are going to change and that people may not come in certain days and people are going, you're going to alter the training and what they do based off of soreness or based off of mood or based off of all the variables that change by working with people. Because 
you can write out perfect programs, but we don't get delivered people that just agree with whatever the programs are. People come in and they have their own likes, they have their dislikes, they have things that their mood changes and shifts. Whether you're working with a traditional client or an athlete, we have to pay attention that this ideal programming in our head may not be ideal for them. So variations may occur, but writing the programs out in advance are still valuable. Why? Number one, writing programs out allows you to practice the progressions. I watch trainers train and sometimes they jump all over the place. They are all over the place with their, their programming or it's technically not programming, it's just workouts. So there's no program, it's just a bunch of workouts that don't follow a program. There is no system, there's no progression, it's just things, it's just stuff. This allows you as a trainer to build exercises on top of each other, to progress. Watch it, we mentioned those micro progressions and that might be something like, you know, it can be something as simple as lying on your back doing the core stabilization exercises alternate leg uh, heel taps, maintaining neutral position at the spine or a slight posterior tilt, keeping the low back pressed into the table or the floor. And then alternating those legs is gonna be easier than doing two legs at the same time, doing those supine heel taps. So that might be the next progression, right? And you write it out and you say, okay, this is what I did last time. Let's create a small progression onto that. So you write that out. Writing programs out allows you to practice progressions. That's number one. Number two that I wrote down, writing out workouts in advance allows you to see multiple workouts and decide better and when to change. What's gonna be a better thing for me to do based off of the progressions and what I've had them do, and I can better decide when we can create change and what that train, uh, what that change looks like. Because people say this, people say, I never, and this is trainers, I never do the same workout twice with a client. Never do the same workout twice. That's fine. But if everything is different, then you don't have a program. You have them on an exercise variety workout. <laughs> you don't have them on a progression. And oftentimes these are based on, quote, we haven't done this yet approach, end quote. And if you got a trainer that's in, if you are a trainer that is, a, we haven't done this yet approach, let's just keep going with a bunch of variety. Uh, that's, that's just technically, that's weak technique. It's weak uh, training protocol. And though some trainers find pride in their variety, it's likely that the variety does not build, progress, or develop your clients in skills or outcomes. Now, if you're providing variety and you're creating these systematic progressions that build on each other, that lead to increased and better skills and outcomes, you're a good trainer. But just doing things different, just switching everything up all the time, that's, that's weak. And I wouldn't necessarily say that that's what needs to be happening. Also, when it comes to writing out your program, it allows you to see the big picture so that you can better decide when to switch up a phase in the OPT model or when to switch up the templates of training. So that would be things like, well, 
I'm currently doing split routines. So when do I switch split routine into a peripheral heart action? And when do I do pyramids versus reverse pyramids or focus on work capacity and metabolic conditioning or horizontal loading or vertical loading, which are circuit trainings? When do I, when do, I do that? When do I create the switch? Because a lot of times we don't know that. We just say, oh, I haven't done this in a while. We've been doing this for a long time. Maybe we should switch it up. And what's even worse is that you just get stuck in a pattern and you don't even recognize that you've been doing the same thing over and over again because you're so used to doing what you've been doing that you don't even think about what changing it up even looks like. So we're going to use this opportunity to write out workouts one after the other, after the other, after the other, right? I mean, dozens of workouts, just write out workouts, measure them based on the amount of time that might be there, your template. You know, the NASM template looks like this, where you focus, you, know, you come in and you can do um, flexibility and then core balance, plyometrics, cardio, and cardio could go after you do your flexibility. Um, and then into the resistance training and then into the cool down. That's, that's the system. So, uh, or the components of a workout, flexibility, core balance, reactive cardio, resistance training, and then a cool down. Well, I, I, I write all of those out and say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I followed that template for a while. So all I do is I'll write those components out, copy and paste it. And then right there, copy and paste it, copy and paste it. So I now have this template. And then all I do is now go in and fill out the template, look at the workout that I just wrote above, and then say, okay, this is my progression for the next template. Look at that one. And then it helps me decide what I'm going to do for the next one. What, what else? Number three, we need to workshop creativity. I tend to follow a pattern in my training, warm up, the flexibility, all of these, and I integrate at least like the last core exercise, I might take that core exercise and it is now the last component of my resistance training in my circuit. So I might do something like inchworms or crawl out to stand. So I have them do inchworms, they crawl their arms out, they push themselves back up and they stand up. And that might be the last core exercise they do. Well, by the time I get to a resistance training and I do a circuit with that, then I'll throw the inchworms in at the end of that circuit. So they look at that and they say, okay, well, now I've, I've taken something and I'm connecting my warm-up with my resistance training, or I'm taking my resistance training and connecting it back to my core exercise, and I'm working creativity through that. What would be a good exercise that I could finish my core work that is part of the core process that I can also do after the resistance training, which isn't more resistance training, but it helps to support the core, and it follows up by being a mild core activation at the end of the resistance training. All right, so I just tied my core to my movement prep exercises to increase my resistance training needs. It might be something like linking planks with the standing cable work. Plank at the beginning, and then I do standing cable work, which is basically an upright plank, and then I'll go through and at the end of my upright work, I might do more planks at the end. I might do link my side planks with lateral lunging patterns. You see, I'm taking my core work and my resistance training and I make sure that my core is supporting what I'm gonna do in the resistance training. 
as opposed to what? Whatever pops into your mind at the moment because you didn't program, you just thought, this is good to do today because I thought about it. So now we're planning it out. We're putting some really good stuff together and we're tying things together. It also helps me practice including multiple planes and even multiple core subsystems into the workouts. Those core subsystems like the deep longitudinal system, the lateral subsystem, anterior oblique subsystem, posterior oblique subsystem, the planes of motion, sagittal, frontal, transverse, multi-planar movements, tri-planar, bi-planar, right? I'm trying to get my planes of motion all involved, the core system all involved. Why? Because I'm taking time to sit down, write things out, and to plan my progressions. And it might take some time. I'm sorry, did you want to spend time getting better at your craft? Because this is craft honing at its finest. And the last thing I have, number four, writing makes you more committed. Are you committing to your craft? Are you committing to be better at something that you want to be better at? I know some people don't. Some people just want to dial it in and make it easier. But taking time to write it out, it helps you be more creative even on the spot because you have a series of exercises that you've already placed mentally. You've written that out. So mentally, it's in your list. Somebody comes in and say, hey, I got a last minute workout. I've got a series of workouts that I can just go to and plug and play for you because it fits the goal that you have. But also writing things down makes you more committed by being able to say, now I can write this out based off of SMART goals. And SMART goals are more easily planned out. So create SMART goals around your programming. Be specific with how you program, right? Measure that out. Is it attainable? Is it relevant to what your clients need to do, the phases that they're working through? Because what you may do is you may do a stabilization endurance program, but you may also have people that only train online. And so you have to move that program, put it out of the way and do a whole different series of stabilization endurance workouts that are body weight only. Body weight only because I have my virtual sessions that maybe people don't have things at their home. And then maybe they do, or maybe I do a whole body weight series. And then one day they get some mini loops and a suspension trainer. Oh, guess what I get to do now? Go in and change my workout template so now it fits what they have. But super easy to do because you already have programs written out, you know, plug and play. Now, Rick, what about working with people that, you know, what about the assessments? Well, it's true. The assessments are valuable. I'm going to take that assessment and each person gets their very own workout based off of the core work that they need, the flexibility work that they need, the inhibition, the uh, lengthening, the activation and the integration based off what they need. And then I have a resistance training program that may fit, but all of that stuff's written out and I can just make changes where I need to make changes. And a lot of times you might look at it and say, oh, all right, well, here in this workout, I just, I have some, 
some general things like calves, TFL, lats that are tight. That's all I had for SMR and stretching. But this person needs adductor work, right? They need to, to, to do their adductors and they need to biceps femoris. Boom, put it in. Just add two things to the workout. You have an entire workout. You have their chart there. And you look at the workout, you look at the chart and say, based off of that, these are the changes that need to take place. And you write in two things. You don't need to write out a whole workout because that workout can fit as long as you individualize an already pre-planned workout. The other thing about writing things down, it keeps you on task, but it also keeps your clients on task because you have a direction that you want to go. You have things that you want to accomplish and your clients need to know that so that you say to your clients, I have these eight workouts that we're going to be doing twice a week for the next four weeks. We got to get these done and I want you to stay focused in your training so that we get these done in the four weeks. And some people even sell programming that way. I'm not selling you eight sessions. I'm selling you four weeks of programming twice a week. So you're coming in and you're paying for the month of programming. Keep you and your clients on task, writing them out. And then the last thing I had under writing makes you more committed is it makes you committed to being creative while also following that systematic progressive model. And you know, we use the OPT model, so it's nice for us that we already have a template that we can use, but that's, a, that's an outline. And within that outline, within that recipe that's kind of already there, you get to decide what exercises go into the template. And then as you become your own master chef, you can design your own recipes and you don't have to follow this model piece by piece, every single thing, the way it's written out. But until you have the practice, until you've put in the reps, until you have the time, until you've written out hundreds and hundreds of workouts that go fit together in a program, in a microcycle, mesocycle, macrocycle. Until then, it's okay to be a Padawan. It is okay to be an apprentice trying to learn and use a model in a system that already has evidence, the proof that it already works if you follow this path and then work on your own creativity once you get better. So let's review one more time. We had to write this stuff out, getting better at writing out the programming and what are some of the benefits that comes from it? Writing programs out allows you to practice progressions. Number two, writing out workouts in advance allows you to see multiple workouts and decide better when and where to make change. Number three, workshop your creativity and number four, writing makes you more committed, not just you, but your clients as well. Practice it. Practice it. It's an eye-opening experience. Taking the time, even just schedule an hour out of your day, a couple of days a week, and write out programs. I get in my head sometimes too. I'll write out a program, and then it can take me forever to write even the second workout in a program out because I'm going, what's the perfect progression? It almost puts that, takes too much time for me to do it sometimes because I start thinking about it and thinking about it. And you know what the benefit of it is? The amount of thinking that I'm doing, not even the writing it out, but the thinking 
the constant state of what's the best play to do here. Anyway, I think it's very beneficial. It's something you should practice. And as you start practicing, hit me up and let me know how it's going and how it has changed the way that you look at doing exercises and programming your workouts for your clients. You can do that by hitting me up on Instagram, DM me at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me at rick.ritchie, R-I-C-H-E-Y, at nasm.org. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Like, subscribe, share, invite people in, and let's get more people involved in it. Thank you so much. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.